Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can't take nothing out of it. Brought nothing into it, can't take nothing out of it. Didn't bring marriage into it, can't take marriage out. Didn't bring house into it, can't take house out. Didn't bring career in, can't take career out. Didn't bring money in, can't take no money out. So, we've probably heard that all our life, but now you know where it come from. So Paul spoke this to Timothy when he was in Ephesians. And in the church of Ephesians, obviously they was having this uh, bacchanal in the church. Yes, I, I, I find it humorous when people say, let us go back to, um, to the old church. Let's go back to, you know, the church in the Bible and the book of Acts, you know. The reason we have the Bible is because the old church always had back an hour. <laughs> if it didn't have back an hour, we wouldn't have all these scriptures. <laughs> so evidently the back an hour just continues. <laughs> and I wonder what the back an hour was about. Well, we could find scriptures. They always had back and out about romance, unmercy, all those things. But here in chapter 6, and we're going to dive into this Tuesday night at 7. Yes, I, I find this chapter is just, it's kind of highlighted in my soul. And um, I mean, it's just, every verse is like, it's just wow, 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 wow. So, I don't like to hold a while for too long. <laughs> you hold a while for too long, then it's... Yes. Or if you have zeal to do something and you procrastinate too long, you don't have that zeal anymore. So, you know, just like the coming of the Lord, we know not the hour. So Tuesday, around 7. See, it just sprang up on us. So we're going to dive into this, but we're going to touch on some of it uh, today. Well, what was they fighting about? What was the back of now about? Money. Back of now is about money. Uh-huh. And it seemed that there was a lot of controversy about money. And there was even some false teaching going on. And so Paul was warning Timothy. He said, man of God, flee from all this. But let's talk about what all this was that Timothy was supposed to flee from. So there was some false teaching going on. And since the whole chapter is about money, evidently there was some false teaching going on about how to make money. It even says that, you know, uh, 
there's people that's quarreling and they're in strife and they're arguing and they're quarreling about scripture. They're quarreling about the word. And uh, it says men of corrupt minds that see godliness as a means of financial gain. And that doesn't just mean some are preaching it and taking up big offerings. But the whole debate is about money. It's about godliness as a means of financial gain. And of course we know in, in, in this day and time, but actually the prosperity gospel was birthed a long time ago. And the prosperity gospel, for the most part, I, actually I believe in the prosperity gospel. If you don't, you believe in the poverty gospel. So I don't know which one you are. But at, at least the, the accusations of the prosperity gospel is that all the teaching and preaching is about money. Right? So we understand that. As if though we just meet to see what we have to do godly-wise to make money and to prosper. So this, this was what was going on in the early church. This is what Paul was dealing with in the early church. They see godliness as a means of financial gain. So I don't know if we're talking about, you know, you tithe, you know, you give 10%, God gives you 100, all that kind of, all this kind of stuff, you know, that we believe that if we do this and this and this, God will give us money, or we do this and this and God will give me a car. Or if we sow a seed, right? Right? If you sow a seed, you know, if you sow a hubcap, you get a whole car, you just... So, but the thing I realize about seeing godliness as a means of financial gain, there's two aspects of it. And it actually, it's kind of humorous. The two aspects is that if I talk about money and focus about money, then I will make money. So let me, let me see. Glory to God. Let's see. So if, if we focus on this, we, 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 you know, we're going we to make money. So let's find scriptures that tell us how to get rich. Right? So it's a means of financial gain. But I realize that, that there's another side to the coin as well. So, so you have the individuals that are that focus on prosperity, and then you have the, the self-righteous that say we should not talk about money in the church. Right? But what I realize is both, whether you talk about money in the church or you gravitate to a church that's always talking about money and blessings, money and blessings, and money and blessings, and, and you can hear thousands of debates about this on YouTube, everywhere you go, about, you know, this is a worldly church, they're just talking about blessings and things like that. Not necessarily this church, but churches. And, and, then, and then they want to talk about righteousness, but their righteousness is kind of twisted, you know. Because here, here's the concept. Both the one that talks about money and the one that talks about righteousness both see godliness as a means of financial gain. Very few people escape 
the concept of godliness as a financial gain. So I gave this illustration this morning. I think it's a noteworthy illustration. We'll give it this afternoon. It's like you're going to grandma's house. You need some money, you're going to grandma's house. So A, you go to grandma's house and say, and you kind of throw some pity or something like that. And say, Grandma, I just need, I'm broke, I'm broke. I ain't got no money, I ain't got no money. So you just tell Grandma straight up, I need money, I need money, I need money. Or you go to Grandma's house and you start, you know, mopping the floors, you know, rubbing their corny feet, all that stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, that green stuff growing around the toes and. And you're telling grandma, oh, you got beautiful feet. You know you're lying. You just want money. <laughs> so, in the same concept, we who come to church, you know. So, some of us come to church, we just point blank. You know, we want bless. We want blessings. We want to be, you know, we, we love God. We want to go to heaven when we die. But we want blessings, and so we just point blank about it. What do I need to do to be rich? What, what do I need to do? Right? Love thy neighbor, or well, I do that. Well, at least the one on the left. Um, but I realized then the self-righteous, we come in and we act like, and we sing in these songs, and you can tell it by the way we sing songs, you know. Because we sing silver and gold we do not need. But we still want money. Probably just because we don't know goldsmith or silversmith. But we want money. Because we think we don't talk about it. Grandma will give us money because we're so nice. We just lust for it in the spirit. See, sometimes the self-righteous church is more lustful than the church that comes in and says, I, I want a new car. Because... The person that says, hey, I want a new car, I want a new house, I want to get married. See, they don't hide it. They just speak it out there. Right? I'm not, I'm not trying to divide the church right now, but I'm just... Oh my God. But the self-righteous church, they try to make you feel it. It's like... Or, or, or maybe we do something... We do something good, you know, to, to grandma, you know, to get grandma to give us some money. You ever do something good for somebody, but you want money? Yes. Mm? yes? That means you belong to the self-righteous church. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's like, and the truth is, the lust of the quiet person is greater than the lust of the person that speaks. But we don't recognize it. So if somebody is speaking out their lust, Right? You know, I mean, there could be a lustful man in the house and they speak it out. You know, I mean, everybody knows you're lustful just by the way you talk. You know, I want a woman just by the way you talk. I got to have a woman. I can't go another year without a woman just by the way you talk. <laughs> Not one more year. As the deer... Panted for the water. <laughs> so, as a lustful deer. <laughs> or maybe they're lustful for a deer. That is a, a female deer. That is. Um, but then, you, you, you got this self-righteous man over on the other side with the Bible. 
And they always... I'd rather have the talking dog. And so that's the way we come to church. And, and, and quite frankly, a lot of churches fight over this issue of money. Now, which is kind of coinciding with the law because the law is work and you get paid when you work. And there's some concepts of that. What you sow is what you reap. And Jesus is coming back and he's going to reward each one accordingly. But we're really talking about love here. But that's, that's, not, what, that's not what we're focusing on. Because even in the self-righteous church, the church that don't talk about money, many times we just come in because we want our crops to grow better. Or we want our financing to increase. But we don't say it out. Don't, don't listen. Because when the, when the elders of the self-righteous church counsel you, they say, listen, I know you want things, but don't speak it. <laughs> I, know you, I know you want a good job, but don't speak it. See, you've you got to stay quiet and make God believe that you love Him more than anything else. And then when He blesses you with it, you act surprised and say, Thank you, God. <laughs> Is that not true? That is so true. And some of the self-righteous don't have because they don't ask. So, very ironically, most all churches use godliness as a means of financial gain. We just got different ways of robbing grandma. Make sense? That's true, right? That's true. And the truth is, we might not be in church this morning if we, didn't, if we felt like nothing would happen to our finances or if we could, felt that finances would find us. Yes. Sometimes what inspired you to get up and come to church this morning was not the Holy Spirit. I got to get married this year. <laughs> I got to turn over a new leaf. You know, I, I need a business. I need a, I need a car. So there's other things that inspired us to come to the house of the Lord other than love. So we all actually use godliness as a means of financial gain, don't we? Isn't that the truth? We just got different ways of expressing our, our greediness. Hmm? You, you see, the Bible talks about wolves. In sheep's clothing. But it forgets to talk about pigs in sheep clothing. <laughs> I think it's just it's a given. Yes? Hmm? Because we all want our life to get better and we want God to make our life better. Uh, there's probably nobody in here right now saying, Nail me to the cross for your glory, Lord. There's not, few, there's not many of us in here say, I want to give up everything right now. I want to give up all my dreams and my hopes. I want to give up everything. Yes, I want to give up my Facebook. I want to give up my Twitter, my Instagram, my TikTok. I want to give it all up. Yes, only thing I don't want to give up is my virginity. I want to keep that. But I, I want to give up everything. 
If that's you, raise your hand. <laughs> that's the only reason you're here this morning. Huh? And then some of us that inspire to be these great ministers. Yes? Don't put us in a little church in Faisabad or Maruka. No, we, we need somewhere big. <laughs> so, even those of us that seeking the gospel, if you're not careful, we're still seeking some sort of a acknowledgement or attention. And one of the greatest deceptions with ministers is, no, I, I, I don't want no money. I don't want no money. Oh, you want something worse. You want my undivided attention. You want my soul. <laughs> Listen, some of these preachers that want money, some of these preachers want money, they're nicer than the ones that don't want money. Let me talk to you this morning. Some of these preachers that just want money, all they want is money. Some of those are nicer than the other ones. The others are thinking more about slavery. <laughs> and you serving them forever. And you giving them your uh, undying attention. Yes. By the way, some women like that too. Some of them just want money. They're nicer than the other ones. <laughs> so there's things worse than, than those people that are actually honest. You know. See, them preachers that want money, all they want is your money. They don't want your blood. <laughs> you don't even have to bow down and worship them. Just give them their money. But some of these preachers are always talking about, oh, I don't want nothing. I'm just, I'm preaching free of charge. All you got to do is bow down and worship me. Because the bottom line, we all fall short. Hmm? Now, so all this controversy was going on in church a long time ago. I don't know how we say, I don't know how we come to the conclusion that church is worse today than it was back then. Hmm? I don't know how we say that church has gotten worse. Some of these old preachers say, well, back in the day, back in the day, church used to be full of people. Now we only have a handful. You ever heard anybody say that? Yes. Uh, that's a lie. You know, you know what the problem was? There was no malls. There was no malls. There was no nightclubs. So the only place, there is no internet. So the only place you could see females and males was at church. 
That's why the church was full. Not for any other reason. <laughs> it's like, they're having a revival. Let's go. Huh? Every young man with three hairs growing out of his chest. Yes, I'm going to church. You putting the smelly stuff on, you going, you know. In the name of the Lord. <laughs> That's why churches are not as full as they used to be. In some places, but some places they are full. So, I don't know why they make like that the church in the old days was better. When half of them was there out of romantic pursuits... And the other half was there because there was no gurus on the, on the internet telling you how to get rich. So you just come to see who you can meet, who you could connect with. We have always used godliness as a means of financial gain. And so, even back in those days, this is the craziness going on. And it says... At the very, verse 3, it talks about the false teachings. Obviously, the whole chapter is about money, so obviously the false teachings that, that Paul is referring to here is about money. You know, if you do this or this and this, you know, God will bless you. If you do this and this and this, God will bless you. But Paul said to Timothy, flee from all of this. Huh? Flee from it. From both aspects of it. Because you had all these quarrels in the church. And the quarrel ain't no different. Quarrel's always the same. Huh? The quiet pigs are saying, The gospel is not about money. Reward me, Jesus. And the talky pigs, they know all the scriptures. They talk about money. Hmm? You go to any poor church, the poverty churches, and just wait a minute and you're going to hear their favorite scripture. The wealth of the wicked is saved up for the righteous. Paul says, man of God, flee from all this. Not just flee from the love of money, which is the root of all kinds of evil, because most all fights start over something to do with money somewhere or another. You know, it's something to do with riches. Flee from all of this and pursue. You now, true righteousness, true love. Now, here's the thing. So back, 2,000 years ago, they fighting over money in church. Fighting over the doctrine of money. Right? Here's the other deception. The other deception is that the gospel is nothing about money. It's about sacrifice. It's about giving all your money away. See, that's the other deception. 
The Bible says, seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. Not then, other things. Seek first kingdom and righteousness, and all these things shall be given. God will richly bless you and supply you in whatever direction that you are going, that you may be a witness to him. But it's about putting love before the dollar. And not the dollar before love. It's about pursuing him and realizing you don't need money. When you have faith, you will never need money. When you have faith, money will always be there waiting on you. When you have faith and you want to do things just for the love of God, money will always be there waiting on you. But when you need money, you will always be looking for a blank check. You will always be looking for somewhere to get this. Because we got to get this money. It's almost like we got to have money to buy salvation. We got to have money before God loves us. We got to have money and give before God loves us. But yet the widow with the, with the two mites put in all she had and she got the love of the Lord. But she didn't even have to put it all in. So it's about putting this love first. But the thing that, 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 that I am concerned about is I don't want the gospel to be twisted in such a way that you think it's either God or money. Now granted, Jesus said to the Pharisees because they was pigs. These Pharisees was pigs. A lot of them were serpents. But these was pigs. <laughs> Because he said to them, you can't love both God and money. And what is the root of all evil? Root of all kinds of evil? Not money, but the love of money. So when Jesus says you cannot love both God and money, they laughed. Laughing pigs. They laughed. You cannot love both. And listen. The gospel don't lie. You can't love both. You can't love money. But because you love God, it doesn't mean you have to choose between God and money. It's almost like the gospel is presented in the poverty aspect that if you choose God, that automatically means no promotion, no blessing, no new car, poor. The Bible doesn't say that. It says you cannot love both God or money. Yes, you'll love one and hate the other. And many times that's what turns people against God because they're not making the money that they thought. You know, they tried some godliness, but evidently they're not making the money they thought. Or maybe their godliness is not as godly as they thought. Maybe you got exactly what you deserved for your godliness. Because godliness is always looking for a handout. It's not godliness. Huh? Grandchildren that always come to grandma's house, but they, they're looking to take something. That, that's not no love. Huh? That's not no love. Some of you got children like that. They act like they love you when they see you. Huh? They make it like they love you. You are ATM. That's all you are. You are ATM. You, you mama, or daddy, or grandma, ATM, huh? Yes? 
And they don't love your old corny feet. <laughs> so, the Lord, we need to understand that if we choose God, that doesn't mean we choose a lesser life. No, we choose a greater life. We choose a life that is life. We choose a life that's about love. We choose a life that's about doing what you love to do and not worrying about how much money you're going to make. I have literally asked people, what do you want to do with your life? I want to be a nurse. I want to be this. I want to be that. Why? Because there's money in it. So you're doing it because there's money in it. Sometimes we marry because there's money in it. Yeah. You can't do things for money. You can't love money and let everything else be secondary. You have to love God more. When you love God, when you have faith in God, you always have money. If you have faith, you will never need money. And the Bible says, there's faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. So if faith can bless you, how much more can love bless you? But you can't go around loving grandma when you don't love grandma. You love money. You can't come to church and say, oh, I just love the Lord, but you want money. Huh? You can't come up front and worship God and you're worshiping God. Oh, you turn and flips at me. You turn and flips and you, oh, you just, you know, you feeling the spirit. But you love money. It's a performance. Now, don't hear me wrong. If you really love God and you want to turn flips, go for it. I'm just saying... You're, you're, let me say this. Your performance in church last week. How much money you make? <laughs> now those of you that was in mourning and you, you raised your hand half mask and you, you sat in the back last week. All right. You, you, you probably got extra this week. You know. <laughs> so there's, there's nothing wrong with worshiping but sometimes we need to be honest with ourselves because only when we are honest with ourselves can we truly begin to learn to love God because if we're deceived and we think we love God but the truth is we love money and we just keep going down this religious road and we don't know what's going on because, you know, we're not getting blessed. But we think we love God. But the truth is we need to be more honest with ourselves. And the truth is there's always some devil to try to say, you don't love God. You just want a husband. You want a wife. That's why you're here. You don't love God. The devil always going to accuse you. But you have to know whether or not if you love God or not. And you have to fight for that love. You, you, you can't let somebody else judge you about the way you love God. Right? Huh? Or you got to be honest. Lord, 
I am greedy. My mama was a pig, my daddy a pig, my grandparents ate pigs. <laughs> and Lord, I would love to be rich. But I know I ain't going to be rich if I don't come to you. Because I don't have no talents. I don't even have the looks. See, I think God respects that more. But I think the process is, is once you begin to realize that God is the blesser. Huh? And don't talk to me about the patriarchs. All the patriarchs following God because they thought he, they blessed him. Abraham, your descendants will be more numerous huh? than the saying. No wonder he left his family. Because, I mean, what other reason? You going to get up and leave everybody you know and go tracking off in the desert? Huh? To find God? When most of the time you say, well, I don't have to go to church. I can find, I can worship God in my living room. <laughs> All right, if you can find God in your living room, then why are you out in the desert? <laughs> so we have to realize that's always been in us. I believe in giving respect where respect is due. I believe in honoring the forefathers of the gospel. I believe in honoring the patriarchs. But listen, they weren't much better than us. It was always a dollar they was chasing. But hopefully somewhere in the process, Abraham began to love God more than the dollar. And hopefully in our journey, we begin to love God more than the dollar. Hmm? And just because you love God more than the dollar, don't mean he's going to take the dollar away from you. How did you get your hair to match your clothes? Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Some of us need hair, but you got hair to match your clothes. Isn't that true? Look at that. How long did it take you to get dressed? I tease you. You look nice. You look like a million dollars. <laughs> it's the journey. In the beginning, in the beginning, we all deceive ourselves. We convince we love God more than anything, but deep down inside, unless we belong to a prosperity church, deep down inside, we know we're after something. If nothing else, we want to sit at his right side or his left side. Who wanted to sit at his right side and left side? Oh, there was James and John. Huh? Two of the twelve disciples. And here I thought they was following the Lord because they loved him. No one wanted to sit at his right side. 
Want to see the father side, uh, the left side? Yeah. And mama was in there too. Uh, mama was a spokesman. I wonder what mama going to get out of that. Boy, that sounds like some money to me. You, you, got a, you got one son sitting at the left side of Jesus and one son sitting at the right side of Jesus? Woo, there's some benefits in there. And then there's Judas, of course, you know, he, he didn't like the way the Lord was handling the money. <laughs> uh, now, we know Matthew didn't have no money issues. <laughs> we, we, we know Matthew didn't have no, no issues of money, right? Oh, no. Not a despised tax collector. You 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 know when the you know when he started following the Lord. You know his love of money totally disappeared. <laughs> huh? So let's go to Peter and Andrew. They was brothers. They were fishermen, and you know fishermen made good money back then, huh? They made good money back then. Hmm? Peter was such a good fisherman, he could go down and catch a fish and be a coin in his mouth. <laughs> so it looks like Jesus had some pigs following him. Huh? And then they was debating over the, the, the price of the perfume. Of course... One of those spokesmen in there was Judas, but there's this controversy over money. Huh? But they were holy disciples, right? We all after a dollar. Some form or fashion. I don't want no money, I just want a man. I'll send you a poor one. No, 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 no. You got to have a little bit. Uh, you want a poor man? I'll ask you again in five years. Sometimes you get so desperate, you give me a poor one. I surrender all. Uh, thy will be done. <laughs> yeah, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Huh? Yeah. Bottom line, we all after a dollar. Only when we begin to follow Jesus. We have this option. We follow him. And at some point, his love, I mean, we have the option. At some point, his love starts to mean more to us. Hmm. Kind of like if you marry a rich man or a rich woman and they lose their money, do you stay with them? Hmm. Or if they lose their leg, do you stay with them? But as you follow him, 
In the beginning, we sometimes we think we 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 all in love for him, but it's just because this is the most attention we've gotten in a long time. Because the truth is, when we get saved, a lot of times we're really desperate for some attention, and so we get this attention and we get this love, and then man, this love feels like a million dollars, and so we 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 see dollars, you know. Everything to us is dollars. Huh? Somebody come to church and they come to church for a year and they say, nah. How come you're not coming to church no more? Well, I don't see anything coming from it. <laughs> oh, so you came to church for a dollar. And you didn't get no dollars. So you stand home. See, just the statement alone exposes you. We all like that. We, we're looking for this dollar. But see, as we follow Jesus and we realize how many things he how much trouble he saves us from. And not only that. All the times the Lord took out his wallet. And gave you money. How many times did God take out his wallet and give you money? How many times did he give you money you didn't deserve? How many times did he give you money that, that you didn't work for? Or how many times did he give you a job? And how many times... Did he not let the boss fire you because you don't work at your job? But evidently the boss is blind. At some point, if you belong to him, you will start to love him more than a dollar. And you'll start to love him more than money. And that's when you really start to get blessed because now you are really walking in his favor. Because now you just love him. And because you love him, it's easier for you to get blessed. Because you don't have that condemnation on you. You don't have that accusation. What accusation? Huh? The only reason you're going to church is get money. Honest reason you're going to church is find a man. Honest reason you're going to church is find a woman. Honest reason you're going to church is, is you want something. Those accusations come at all of us. From within, from without. But you get these opportunities to prove to yourself. You don't have to prove it to nobody else, but you prove it to yourself that God means more to you than money. All of us get these opportunities in life. It doesn't mean you're not going to get no more dollars. But you get this opportunity in life. Maybe somebody cheats you out of the dollar. Maybe this or that happens. Maybe somebody steals your dollar. You get this opportunity. To decide if you love money or God. What do you love the most? But it is such an awesome joy when you prove to yourself. You don't have to prove it to God. You don't have to prove it to nobody else. But when you prove to yourself that you love God. In fact, I think a lot of our testing and tribulations is because we have never proved it to ourselves that we love God more than money. We have never proved to ourselves. Huh? Those of you that are single, how many years you give God to come through 
before you ditch him. Huh? The old flesh makes deals. I'm going to give God five more years. If he don't send me a man, if he don't send me a wife, if he don't send me a good job, if he don't give me my own business, hmm, I'm going to turn Muslim. Hmm. Hmm. Or Buddha. Because Buddha like KFC. What if, I, I truly believe this, I believe a lot of your testing in life comes from you. Because you know you don't love God more than money. You, you've not come to that place yet. And you keep testing yourself. Best thing to do is realize that you're part pig. I don't know why that don't show up on DNA test. Because I think the best way to approach God and to approach Him with confidence is that I know He loves me. And I know my heart is wicked above all things who can understand it. And I know sometimes I want this and I want that. I truly believe if it comes right down to it, I'm going to choose Him. But I don't know the depth of pain. So I, I'm, I'm not going to make that boisterous accusation so the devil can come after me that I love God more than money. I can say that, but deep down inside, I, I'm not sure if it's how deep that is. Or if I love God more than pain, I'll go through anything. I'm not sure about that. You know, Peter said, oh, I'll, if all of these forsake you, Lord, I won't forsake you. But something about darkness in the palace made him... Forget his zeal. First thing is quit testing yourself and understand that God will bless you even if you're part pig. God is good regardless of your pigginess. But let's work on becoming upright individuals. And let's work on loving God more than a dollar. At least in our expression. You know. Huh? Somebody cheat you a dollar. You going to go off on that? Come on. Prove to yourself. Because that's the first person you got to prove it to. That you love God. Lord I could wring somebody's neck. But I love you so much. I ain't wringing nobody's neck. So. The honesty of the gospel is that God will bless you even if you part pig. Even if you're more pig than human. God will bless you. Once you you accept the fact that he loves you and he's going to take care of you. And you, and you, you have this concept, Lord, I want to be a better person. At least a better piggy. At, at least one that ain't always biting somebody. Uh, yes? No, I can't help it, Lord. The pig just comes out. When I see money or the opportunity to make money, the pig just comes out. <laughs> yes? Uh, and Lord, I don't want to be one of them pigs that run down the side of the mountain and drowns himself. <laughs> but Lord, I love you and I know you love me. And I know you can keep me from all my animal instincts. Huh? <gasps> Yes, 
and all my rolling around in the mud. Because you follow God doesn't mean no dollars. It just means you're trying to love God and, and to love love more than money. Because when you love money, you can't love both. There's a war inside of you. Hmm? What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't it come from your desires, the battles with everything? You want something, but you don't ask God. And when you do ask God, you ask with the wrong motive that you may spend it on yourself. Piggy, piggy, piggy. Hmm? Uh, it's coming to that real place of being honest with God. And you don't have to reach a level before God starts to bless you because the level is honesty. You, you don't have to get as good as, this, as, the, as a leader in the house or as good as you think a leader is. You, you don't have to reach those levels for God to bless you. You don't have to come in, you know, you come in and say, well, it's going to take me a long time to reach a place where God can bless me. God will start blessing you today if you'll start being honest today. Because you can't grow in love if you think you already love. Huh? A husband and wife. You, you, whether it's the husband or wife, you may think, oh, I love them. You can't grow in love until you realize the aspects and the certainties of the times when you are not so loving. When you love yourself more than you love. Huh? I love my wife's cooking. I love my wife's washing. I love my, the way my wife takes care of the children. <laughs> Anybody miss anything in there? Hmm? Huh? I love the way my wife looks. I love the way my, life, my wife uh, sings. I love the way my wife preaches. What's missing? I love my wife. That's what's missing. But until we can acknowledge that we're not the lovers that we think we are, until we can look honestly and say, devil, you ain't beat me up today. I know I ain't perfect at love, but I know I'm trying and I'm under, the, I'm under his blood. Hmm? But I ain't being honest with myself today. Do I love God more than money? Do I love God more than success? Do I? Don't be walking around saying you love God more than money. If you don't, you're setting yourself up for a beating. You're setting yourself up for a whooping. Because first thing is, we don't even have to say that to be blessed by God. All we got to do is believe that God is rich in love and He's rich in showing His affection towards us. And He's rich. And we don't have to reach no level. You just be honest with God and your blessing starts immediately. It starts immediately. Not after service. It starts right now once you become honest with God. Lord, this is who I am. And I'm not going to get no better till I acknowledge who I am. And the truth is, I don't even know who I am. I might be, I might be you know, third pig and a third camel. I don't know who I am. Lord, all I know is I'm hearing your message. And all I know is I believe I ain't going to get blessed if you don't do it. Hmm? And Lord, you have been good to me, so I love you. And I want to love you more than money. I want to love you more than romance. I want to love you more than anything and everything else in the world. Help me to love you.
Because you're so good. That's what it means. Flee man of God. Flee woman of God. Flee from all these theologies of how to be blessed, how not to be blessed. What I need to do. That godliness is some means. We, we all think we're going to find a scripture. We all think we're going to find a teaching. And when we hear this teaching and when we hear this scripture, woo, the money comes in. You find that funny, Diane? <laughs> Have you found one yet? You found scripture, huh? What about the scripture? She who finds a, a husband finds a good thing. Is it not true? Some of you not laughing and you're guilty. <laughs> uh-uh. Yes. You own your gadget trying to find riches. But, oh, you're a Christian. And, and you think you're going to find the right scripture. Ching, ching. The right teaching. Huh? Ching, ching. Used to go to church, you know. That church was always about ching, ching. Every message was about how to prosper in the Lord. Huh? And every day, every Sunday, you kick your broke stuff there. <laughs> Don't you realize if you could find a scripture... And if you could find a, a teaching and you do these things and then you make a lots of money, don't you realize it's no longer by grace, it's by works? The toughest scripture you need to deal with, the scripture you need to find that you've already found, you just don't know how to use it, is that He loves you. Once you believe He loves you. You would know that he would not withhold any good thing from you. And you would also know. That nothing is evil. If we receive it with thanksgiving. Yeah. I didn't say pot. I didn't say a few other things. Those things are given. Rat poison is not good for you either. (laughs) Some things are just. You don't have to mention them. They just, you know, you know. Jumping off a cliff. That's not good for you either. You can see pigs found that out. Because when them demons went into them pigs, what made them pigs run off? They ain't got no sense. No way. What made them run off and commit suicide? Huh? They probably thought they was diving in money. Oh, there's a sale at Price Mart. I don't know. Yeah. You ever see? The, you ever see? You ever see them demon possessed pigs going to Price Mart? There's a sale on. <laughs> 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 
and they're fighting to get in the door. What are they fighting to get in the door for? To give their money away. <laughs> what? If you had faith, you know your auntie going to buy you something, she'll bring it to you. And you won't have to pay for it. The scripture you need, the only scripture. That we need to understand is that God loves you. And if he loves you, he will bless you. He will leave no good thing out. And if he loves you, he knows the desires of your heart. Hmm? Is it possible some of those things are, could cause you pain? Yes. So he's not going to give you, uh, uh, you know, if you ask for a fish, he's not going to give you a serpent. That's given. But we, we think, we don't think, we think God is so godly. He would never give us nothing like a motorcycle or anything like that. You know, that'd just be ridiculous. <laughs> yes? Give a little Jamaican a red motorcycle? No, God would never do that. <laughs> would he? <laughs> what? What does a preacher need with a red motorcycle? Huh? And you know you can't ride without your black attire. <laughs> what? You should get red. Red. Huh? See, all you got to do is look at Colleen and realize. First thing is, the Lord, his first miracle was give drunks wine, more wine, good wine, no cheap stuff. So if that scripture don't fix you, what does she need with a motorcycle? <laughs> what, what scripture does she need with a motorcycle? Uh-huh. A red motorcycle and black attire. I look like Satan coming for sure. (laughs) 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 See, you let a little folly go on in the church. And then the next thing you know, where you hiding at? I know you're hiding. Where you at? Nicola. Where's she at? Where's she at? Now this one wants a motorcycle. Uh, and Brianna. We're going to be known as the motorcycle church now. Used to we was a, used to we was the church that... Uh, the Joy Church, the Laughing Church, now we're the Motorcycle Church. Huh? Yeah. All these unmarried little women. Their black boots and. I ain't even got time to talk about you. You don't. You don't even have to hide. 
Oh, I will talk about you. She wants her own line of clothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> she wants her own clothing line. Oh, my God. Deny it. Wouldn't you love to have your own clothing line? What should we call it? Christie's. Virtuous woman. Huh? And let's don't forget Fast and Furious over there. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Fast and Furious. Uh-huh. First to get married. First to have two children. Fast and Furious. But this, this is the point. This is, this is why I'm bringing that up. This is the point. It's not godliness that blesses you. It's God. It's not your goodness. Some of the things that we would like in life ain't got nothing to do with the gospel. We got something to do with the gospel. Some of it's just, just our personalities, who we are. And that's another deception in the church that we think that we have to become some sort of little robotic something between Gandhi and I don't know, T.D. Jakes or something. I don't know, some some little mixture, little Joyce Myers in there or something like that. You know, we think we got to be something like that. All we got to do is be honest and begin to desire love more than the dollar. That's all we got to do. Be honest with God. And He'll start to bless your life. But you're not honest with God. You come to church and thinking you're more righteous than somebody else. When we do the same thing. Judge somebody because of the clothes they wear. Judge somebody because of the car they want to ride in. Mm-hmm. Would you like a new stove? You would like a new stove. Yes. You have a you have a old stove. But you would like to have a new stove. A better one. Is that true? Yes. Yes. See? God knows all our desires. Right? So somebody wants a sports car. Somebody wants a stove. And you justify your stove. Well, if I had a stove, I'll cook for the saints. Is that not true? Why do we try to be more holy than the next person? Because we think it pays more. Only one reason why we would pretend to be more holy than somebody else because we think the job pays more. Rather than be who you are. There's some things in life. I, I, 
don't know why she wants a motorcycle, but there's some things in life that's just, you like that. Yes? You like that. Even though sometimes she falls over. <laughs> and it always seems like when she falls over, there's these men or police officers that, that come and help her back up, you know. I'm not judging. I don't know what it's about, but... Uh, it seems like she falls at convenient times. <laughs> A damsel in distress. Uh, she fell down now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that, uh -huh, that, that's why she wants a motorcycle. So it's not about driving. Uh -huh. I'm surprised you don't want one. Because you know, if she gets a motorcycle... Uh -uh. And she falls over. And some man comes and helps her up. And that man got a little money and proposes to her. Every one of you single ladies is going to be coming to me asking for a motorcycle. Guard your thoughts, you know. Because that's what we're looking for. We look for these gimmicks to get rich rather than realize it is the Lord that blesses. And we don't have to be godly and super godly to be blessed by God. We just got to be willing to go in that direction because it's the right thing. We got to be willing to love. And somehow or another try to get love upon top of the dollar. And realize you can't love both. You have to give one up. You have to give one up. It's hard to give up that dollar. It says in the book of Revelation, they did not repent of the work of their hands. Why? And the work of their hands was a lot of uh, evil things too. But it was all about the dollar. To give that up. Once you give it up, all these things will be added. It's hard to give up that dollar because that dollar seems like life to us. But if you live by the dollar, you die by it. When you find that place where you love God more than a dollar. And you know, how many, you know how many chances you get a chance to prove that? Huh? Some of you are getting a chance right now. Some of you will get a chance tonight to prove that you love God more than a dollar. Because if you stay up worrying about money, that means you love money more than God. Huh? If your happiness today is taken away because you're worried about where you're going to get money to do this and money to do that, that means you, you love the dollar. You respect the dollar more than God. But when you love God, you have peace. And you know He's watching you.
He's going to take care of you. And he's going to bless you. And he's going to bless you more than you can imagine. And a lot more than you deserve. It just happened. But you got to put God first. Amen. If money comes before God, you will lose the money. But if God comes before your money, there'll be no shame. Hallelujah. All right. Who needs a word? Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Eta mama kasai. looking for. Da, 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 da. Someone is torn between the decision about what to do with their life. Uh, they're questioning whether or not to go into the military. Mm -hmm. Or to do something else. Where are you at? Recently, you've been thinking about if you want to go into the military. Where are you at? Where are you at? <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Not in military. I just like to see people sweat sometimes. But police work. Police. Said that police. again? Not in military, but the police. Because the police was recruiting recently. Police. All right, I'll take that. So what's the two decisions you are torn between? It's actually more than two. Like, actually more than two? Yeah. Huh? What is the three decisions you're torn between? That, mm. ministry, and business. Uh-huh. Two M's and a B. So recently you have been looking at the police, right? Yeah. But you never thought about the army. I have, but not recently. Not recently. Yeah. All right. You know somebody in the army, or there's somebody, somebody you know that's in the army that's kind of pushed that button. You know who I'm talking about? I think it's somebody that's been here. You don't know who I'm talking about? You know, some, sometimes we could just hear somebody talking. Um, let, me just, let me just share what I saw. You know, sometimes... You could see somebody that looks like they got things together in their life, right? Maybe you got some biceps, look like they got some things together in their life. Maybe some of the girls are kind of watching this person, you know, that type of thing. And, and all at once, you have a desire. I could be in the military. I could be in the army. I could be in that. You know, many things inspire us to do things, but we, we may not know where the source come from. Yes. Now, Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit is like the wind. You don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it's going. But Satan's a little bit like that. But if you, if you have discernment, you can find where it, where it comes from. Some of this desire was, was a, a situation similar to that. There was somebody that you saw that was in... Army, Coast Guard, or something, something with military. But you don't remember that instance, right? No. But you have been thinking about the police this week, you know, or the Army prior, right? Yeah. And you've thought about ministry, and what was the other one? Business. Business. What kind of business? Any kind of business. All right, so you're not thinking about business. Because if you're just thinking about business and well, what kind of business that I go in, you know, that that's not a thought. Well, that, that's, than, that's a searching. I had more than one option. I have clothing, gym clothes. Gym clothes. And gym. And art. Art. Huh? Art. Art? Yeah. As a business? Yeah. Art. 
It means selling art or yeah. doing art. Both. Both. Uh, are you artistic? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. But see, if you, I want you to hear something. This, and I want everybody to hear this, right? Just using this as an illustration. All right. If you love the art, then that should inspire you all by itself. If you love the art, you shouldn't even be calling it business. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. See, it, it sounds like you're just calculating and thinking about which one is the most prosperous. Right? And granted, I commend you. That's a lot more than a lot of young men are pondering on. Right? So, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that's bad for a young person to sit and think about their, their possibilities and what they can do. But the truth is, we don't know what we would like. And, and you could be in business, you could make money, but, you know, you have to go home and drink every night because you don't like your business. You don't like what you're doing. That's the same way with the police. You, 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 you could go into the police because you think you might be good at it and, and you like a certain aspect, but then you realize you, you don't even like it. Yes? And then... You might get a, 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 decent, uh, a decent paycheck, but that's not what you love to do. You follow what I'm saying? And, and this message is for everybody. You shouldn't sit down and see what makes you the most money. Huh? Or, or if you've got some marital proposals, who could provide for me the most? What? Who could provide for me the most? That's the way you're going to make this love decision? Till death do you part? And not taking into consideration that the broke might become rich and the rich might become broke? That's the way you're going to handle that? Huh? Long time ago, I had this girl call me up that I knew. And she says, I'm about to get married. But if you, you want to marry me, I'll marry you instead. That's what, that's, that's, what, that's what she said. I said, nah, you go ahead and get married. Because if I was such a delight, you wouldn't even talk about marrying somebody else. No, see, you, you're calculating. Uh, I don't want to be a part of nobody's calculation. And, and what we want to do, see, what needs to take place is you need to talk to God face to face. You need to hear His voice and get His direction. He, he might, sometimes the Lord might say, well, if you want to be a policeman, I'll go with you. You want to be in ministry, I'll go with you. But you need to connect with him. Ain't nobody else going to know. But God is the one that can give you a direct answer. Or at least cut them. You say you got multiple choices. You're going to be 30 years old before you analyze everything. <laughs> True? 
Nah. Talk to the Lord. Hmm? Talk to the Lord. Hmm? And if he cuts it, he'll at least cut it down to a few choices. Or he'll say, nah, this ain't, this is not what you want. And this is not what you want. Huh? And this is not what you want. Now, personally, I think you would make a nice policeman. Unfortunately, I think that might be the problem. <laughs> See, a policeman has to have some rough edges to him to be a good policeman. Uh, I can't see you giving nobody a ticket. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can y'all see him giving anybody a ticket? <laughs> huh? He might give you a ticket, but... <laughs> You'd, be, you'd make a nice policeman, but I'm afraid the job might kill you because I just... Uh, I don't even know if I can see you driving a car fast. These are compliments, by the way, just in case you... Don't, don't let your head tell you something else. But if that's what you want, <laughs> Those are qualities of a good minister, by the way. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Ministers got to—they got to stand their ground too. But you talk to the Lord, because mm. it's you, the Lord, one to talk to. Yes, you actually might like military more than the police, but you talk to the Lord. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't feel like you're all by yourself and you've got to make a good decision and, and you want God to be proud of the decision you make. If you want God to be proud of the decision you make, ask Him, what decision should I make? And don't be afraid to trust Him. But sometimes the Lord will say, which one do you want? Just like I'm telling you now. See, I could go in the Spirit and I could tell you, da, 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 da. No, I don't feel led to do that. I feel led to give you a choice. Because all that matters is that love expressing itself through faith. How do you want to live your life? See, once you come to God, you trust Him. And if you're about to make a bad decision, He'll tell you so. Huh? I do think the police would... I think the system would aggravate you a little bit. You got a good heart for the job. <laughs> it's not easy being a policeman. That's a little, eh. You got to like problems if you want to be a policeman. <laughs> Several years ago, I went to the police station to get fingerprinted for immigration purposes and no other purposes. <laughs> and there was a young policeman there. He was young, you know. He liked Barney Fife. He looked like he had one bullet or something. I don't know. But he was this young policeman. So I get to talking to him, you know. He's 
putting that black ink all over my fingers, that type of thing. I'm not talking to him. And I said, how you going? He said, it's good, but I'm bored. <laughs> I said, you bored? Yeah, I'm bored. I've just been sitting here all night. I said, what you want, a good shootout or something? What's it need? <laughs> uh, a policeman kind of, they kind of like problems, you know. And they like to fix the problems. See, people, they like to fix the problems. Oh, this might be a revelation for some of you that are not policemen. If you're one of those individuals that always like to butt in and fix people's problems, that means you like problems. Do you see yourself, yourself as a person that, I like to fix problems? That means you like problems. Right? Be careful what you call upon yourself, you know. Yes. So you pray. The Lord's going to answer your question. You believe that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And don't let nobody else <laughs> sway your mind. You know what I mean by that? Don't let nobody else sway your mind. You know what I mean? I think so. Don't let nobody else Sway, sway your mind. <laughs> Fast and Furious knows what I mean. Don't let nobody else sway your mind. <laughs> Amen. Huh? Okay, okay. You know. Sometimes you think you found an angel. Don't let nobody else sway your mind. <laughs> All right. Glory to God. You can sit. Please sit before I go deeper. <laughs> you know, there's people that will sway your mind about what you're supposed to do in life. And they're not even your friends anymore. Who am I talking to? Hmm? There's friends that will sway your mind. Not necessarily a... It could be... Because <laughs> they'll sway you to go this way or that way or to do this or to do that. And then next thing you know, they're not even your friends anymore. But Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Huh? Mm -hmm. Somebody, I'm talking to somebody. Mm -hmm. Somebody swayed you to do something and they're not even your friend anymore. They swayed you to do something and you wonder sometimes how you got into this. Somebody talked you into something. Some guru came in and said, this is what you need to do, you know. Huh? Uh-huh. So who has been swayed into something? Sometimes you can be swayed into a relationship. Somebody swayed you into that. Huh? It was not from God. Somebody swayed you into it. Mm. 
somebody you asking yourself right now, how did I get into this place? How did I get into this place? Who am I looking for? Boom, 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 boom. Right in there. Who am I looking for? Mm-hmm. You swayed into a situation and you don't know how to get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Who am I talking to? Mm-hmm. Somebody right in there. Who am I talking to? I think I'll try that. Some people can do that and some people can't. Who is that? You you in this situation, you got you in this situation and you ask yourself, I don't know how I got into this situation. How did I get into this situation? Hmm? Where you at? Where you at? Mm. Where you at? Hmm? You've said that over the past couple of days. You've said that. I don't know how I got into this situation. Where you at? Don't be shy. I don't know how I got into this situation. But if you think about it, somebody kind of talked you into that situation. Mm, I'm trying to help somebody right in there. Mm, I'll listen to anybody, but the person I'm looking for is right in there. Mm. Only in heaven lights. We'd be too embarrassed to laugh anywhere else, wouldn't we? All right, next person. Somebody that, that's been having a lot of diarrhea and their stomach has been ringing. A lot of diarrhea and your stomach has been ringing. For the past two or three days, so much so you you almost afraid there's something wrong with you. Yes, you don't feel to jump in on that prophecy. Huh? I understand. I understand. Right, let's don't be shy. This is a prophetic house. Listen, if this if this word is for you, if this word is for you, you know. Kind of stop. Mm-hmm. Is that you or is that not? The past two or three days? That's a friend that sticks closer than a brother.
I mean, you know, I, I, can, I can pray for you, but you're not the person. It seems like nothing will stay down. Where are you at? That's nothing to be shy of. I got some good news for you. But you got to identify yourself. You have to identify yourself. I got some good news for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been going on for a few days. Mm-hmm. You're afraid you have some kind of disease. Mm-hmm. Huh? Um, prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, not me, but my son. Not he you, has, but your son. Yes, he went to um the doctor. He visited the doctor. He had severe belly pain, and he has been given some medication, and he has been going off of um. Okay. Often. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Kerwin. Kerwin, is Kerwin. Yes. Mm-hmm. He has to go back on the second of the second. Mm-hmm. 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 And he looks like he's kind of worried about himself. Yes, he is, definitely. Mm-hmm. Because they also said that um, mm-hmm. there is like a trace of um, diabetes. Mm-hmm. That's better than a highway. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever is lovely. I'm just going to say what I hear. Mm-hmm. Tell him to bring me an apple or send an apple to me. You tell him that? Yes, I will. Bring me an apple or, or send an apple. Okay. Drop an apple off, throw it through the window, or send it. <laughs> I will. You tell him that, right? Okay. All right. Tell him that. And everything will check out okay, right? Sometimes we have to do something to free our conscience. It don't have to be an expensive thing. Sometimes we just got to do something to free our conscience. 
sometimes we've got to do something for God before we allow healing and blessing to come into our life. Who am I looking for? I, I want to find somebody I can talk to. Who am I looking for? Um, I think as the person you was talking about with a friend from before, but I'm not really sure. Which one? But um, when you say there's um, act like a guru and say mine. Ah. That you that you you got in something you don't know how you got in it that one. Um, I didn't get into something, but I've been in situations before. That's any moment I'd be like, "How oh, are you going to get here for real?" I've been in situations before that mm-hmm. you don't know how you got there. Yeah, but not but, currently. But but somebody pushed you into those. Mm-hmm. Are you in one of those situations now? Not not currently. Not currently. You just one that finds yourself in those situations. <laughs> True. Um, I guess. Mm. The person I'm looking for is a person that is in a situation, mm. not a person that has been in those situations. But since that person didn't stand up, eh, let me talk to you. Because if I call out details, It's what I saw and it's what I heard. So I'm not going to erase details because what I saw is somebody currently in some situations and they don't know how they got there. And they may not even be aware of how they got pushed into it, but somebody pushed them into that situation. So you're saying that you're a person that that has happened to, right? Mm -hmm. All right. And I I could see that about you. That would bear witness. Because sometimes when we don't feel good about making decisions, we listen to other people. Um, There's nothing wrong with not trusting yourself. But if you don't trust yourself, it doesn't mean you should trust somebody else. It means you should trust in God Mm -hmm. and not in people. Mm Mm-hmm. So, do you have a lot of fear in your life right now? Yeah. Okay, because that's what I see around you, a lot of fear that you don't know. It's almost like you're afraid to make any kind of decisions. And it's almost like you walk on eggshells too. There's a lot of boisterous people in the world, especially in Trinidad. They're very boisterous. They act like they get the army and rally and everything, rally and everybody behind them when they talk. Uh, Let me teach you something. If you get fearful, it's because somebody put fear on you. That means that's the way they operate. 
So before you get scared and hide, ask yourself, what am I feeling? So if you're feeling fear, it's because somebody threw fear on you. Yes. Because that's what they use to bully people. I haven't known too many bad people in my life. I've known a few. Bad people don't warn you. Murderers don't call you up and say, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> as a general rule, anybody can go nutty, but as a general rule, bad people don't warn you that they're going to come and beat you up. <laughs> Those are people trying to scare you. Those are people that are threatening you, who probably are just as fearful as you. Because somewhere or another they had to possess that spirit of fear so they could throw it on you. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's been some rough people in your life. Is that true? Mm -hmm. uh, more masculine people. Yes. Yeah. Here's the thing. I want you to hear this. Jesus said to Peter, why did you doubt? That's why he sunk. If you keep giving in to loud, abrasive people, it's on you because you're not using faith. If you go to God, because only in God you're going to find that strength. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to pray for you right now and you're going to feel a whole lot better because I'm going to take all that fear and fright off of you. Right? But you're going to feel a whole lot better. Mm -hmm. You live in a household now that you don't feel comfortable in. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Kind of frightful place. Yeah. Nothing... Terrible, but it's just very frightful, right? All right. You've met with the Lord today. Amen. That's so you know that God is talking to you. Listen, sometimes you got to make some decision. Hmm? Sometimes you got to make decisions, even though they're going to knock your teeth out. Sometimes you got to love yourself more than your teeth. Yeah. I'm not saying volunteer your teeth. <laughs> Everybody understand what I'm saying? The Bible says if you try to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you'll lose it for my sake, you'll find it. Daughter, be brave and make the decisions God would have you to make. And nobody will hurt you. In the name of Jesus, I take all the fright off of you. Hmm? And you've seen quite a bit of fright. <laughs> yes? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, remove all the fear from her. And anybody else in here that needs it? Yes, Lord. Hmm. Lord, sometimes I just, something overcomes me and I just give in to people. I... 
The things I want to do, I do not do. Things I don't want to do, that's what I do. I just give in to people. Lord, I know now that's not you that does that to me. That's the enemy. I know you have come to give me strength and boldness. You will start to make bold decisions. Yes? Hmm? All I ask you is when you start coming alive, don't like rudeness too much. You hear what I'm saying? When you come alive, when you find your boldness, you know, some people get it, they come alive, you know, sometimes you set somebody free and, huh? <laughs> they sassy, you know. <laughs> so you continue to be gentle. The Lord's going to set you free. He's going to give you that boldness. Huh? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a fight in you that you didn't know was there. Not a violent fight, but a fight to stand up for yourself. And for what is right. You receive that? Yes, sir. It's done. Amen. Amen. All right. Yes, Nicole, come quickly, please. Yeah, the auntie's running. In more ways than one. Some of y'all, you're, you're, you're discerning. You caught that. Some people, they're so ready to leave service, they, they missed that. Yeah. Uh. But let me, let me dismiss with this. I said something. I said, I said something to her. Sometimes you, you got to love you more than your teeth. You got to love God more than money. You got to love God more than your teeth. Yes. I'm not talking about just getting in a fight. Everybody understand? But sometimes you just got to love truth more than yourself. Sometimes you got to love truth more than your personal safety. You just got to love truth. You got to love truth more than money. Because you ain't going to take none of it with you. But dignity you can take with you. Hmm? If I stood up for somebody that needed defended, I can take that with me. Yeah. I can take my cowardness with me too, but that ain't going to give me nothing in heaven. Right? That's the lake of fire. But you got to love. Truth. You got to love God more than your own teeth. More than your belly, more than more, just gotta gotta love him. And maybe you're not good at it right now, but you can be. Right? Don't let the devil tell you you don't have anything and you're not any good at all. That's not true. Right? But don't let him fill you full of boast and make you think you got something that you don't. Right? And the next time that a money issue come up, next time a dollar issue come up. I have faith in you. The next time a dollar issue come up, I have faith in you. I have faith in you because I give you faith. I have faith in you. The next time a dollar issue comes up in your life, 
you're not going to freak out. You're going to love God more than that dollar. More than the dollar you have, more than the dollar you don't have, more than the dollar you need, you're going to love God more. Do you receive that? Receive that. Hallelujah. Hmm? Ain't going to take nothing with us, so we have everything to be happy right now. Love ya. Love you too. Come on, let's give God praise.